were bad, but now they're okay. Only me or my, you're the apple of my eye, girl. I never loved one like you. Found you hiding here, so won't you take my hand, darling? There's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular, Lar. I'm your host, Space Surfing 18. And today we have a little bit of change in our um, what I was going to do. Um, I was originally going to do the Loser Like Me script, um, but that got thrown out the window. So um, we're not doing that uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I don't actually have the script, so it's kind of hard to do it. Um, second, somebody made a promise she couldn't fulfill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay. I can check she can't cash. <laughs> Because um, because that sucks. That script sucks anyway. We did talk a little bit about it <laughs> in the Loser Like Me podcast. So if you're really heartbroken that we're not reading it, go back and listen to the podcast. We actually kind of go over what was missing anyway. So otherwise, um, uh, we are going to do kind of a little improvise. Improv- improv- you know what? I can't. Improvised? Yeah. Improvisational? There we go. Improvement? <laughs> we're... We're going to kind of take a lot of some of the, you know, um, ideas people had that they think, you know, a lot of things that people have said over the years that, oh, this show would have been better if X, Y, and Z happened or hadn't happened. And we're going to kind of discuss that and see what we, if we really think that. And um, (laughs) one of us does. (laughs) Well, some of them are, you're going to say no, but anyway. um, Am I I'm yeah, really you will. I'm looking forward to see how many of them I'd actually say no to. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I have some returning guests who are just chomping at the bit to talk, so I will let them introduce you'll, themselves. You'll never guess who the guests are. <laughs> One of us is being super well behaved. <laughs> and the other ones are just blah, 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 blah. And you're <laughs> it's almost like guess who the third guest is that can control herself. 
<laughs> well, she's going second, so you get to introduce yourself first. <laughs> Hi! I'm Snarky Hag, and you can find me on Tumblr. I'm also technically on Pillow Fort, but I can't figure out how to use that shit, so I'm not really using it yet. <laughs> and everywhere. Every time I introduce you now, you're Oh, and everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Every- All the time. Everywhere. 25-8, baby. <laughs> Hi. I'm Mel 47, Mel 47 on Tumblr. I'm not actually in control. I'm just kind of exhausted. I also don't understand the low thought. I'm there, apparently. The truth is coming out. And I I'm RB. People. I do know Pillow Fort better than these two. Well, you can find hard. me at C Kerouac on Tumblr or chasing Kerouac literally everywhere else because Tumblr was the only place I could not get my actual name. And you, you can, can find her as Sass Noodle in real life. <laughs> well, somebody stole. You my can punch see. Line. You can find her at somebody any kind of fancy hot dog cart. <laughs> Fine, I'm just gonna go sit back. <laughs> sit back. Because somebody's stealing a punchline. <laughs> I would say, let's see how long we can go without being not speaking, but she'd be stubborn enough to just sit there. So, Which I would. <laughs> would she? Yes, she would. <laughs> would she? No, she would. All you have to do, all you'd have to do, is mention Cooper Anderson, and she could. God control. damn it! <laughs> <laughs> or, or I could talk about how Civil War was a great movie, and Fuck you. you know. <laughs> How was the Captain America movie? <laughs> it's the best Captain America movie. Um, <laughs> it's really the only one that is a true Captain America movie. <laughs> and let's be real, Matt Bomer's butt isn't that great. <laughs> well, you have the pulse to prove it. I know. <laughs> She's got the facts. She's bringing the receipts. <laughs> Who's panting? That's not me. That is not me who's panting, by the way. It sounds really loud. I have to defend myself. People on the internet are so wrong. (laughs) Well, let's see if they are or not. I mean, someone's wrong on the internet. Yeah, that's true. It's just not. Usually Pam. (laughs) At every moment, there is someone wrong on the internet. I'm going to get wrong right now. All right, so let's talk about Glee. Like the beginning of a porn. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna get wrong right now. Okay. So if you guys are I mean, tuning in for a serious podcast, at least you are the realtor who's trying to sell a house in suburban America that has an S and M sex dungeon in the basement <sighs> that they actually put on the listing. I mean, if you're gonna have that, put it on the listing. I mean, there is always somebody who's looking for something special. It would be a lovely um, play space for your kids. Okay, well, well, I'm just saying, there's probably, if you're someone who, if you want to buy that, right, there's only so many places where you can find that kind of information. I don't I know mean, if there's a real estate section of FetLife.com. I just know is, that but, maybe there is. That would be helpful. it's probably hard to find a turnkey sex dungeon. Well, some, I mean, it's got to get scrubbed regardless. <coughs> true, but at least you wouldn't have to put in the infrastructure work. That's true. The doohickeys for hanging the swing are already there. Yeah. 
you don't have to find the studs. You can yeah. spend time. Well, hopefully. Stud. I mean, it could be the people, you know, the people who owned my house before did some really terrible DIY repair work. So I suppose <laughs> it's possible to be like, why are there so many holes in the ceiling in this basement? You know, it's such a bummer. You attach your sex swing and all of a sudden the ceiling collapses. <laughs> yeah. I'm really I bet regretting my lack of alcohol. Are we right off traffic already? <laughs> well, why don't you Hi. pour yourself a drink? I did. Just doesn't have any alcohol in it. Why don't you pour yourself an alcoholic drink? Because I don't have any in the house. How do you not have an emergency stash in the house? It's like not having an emergency candy bar. I don't have one of those either. How do you not have an emergency candy bar? <laughs> anyway. Clearly. <laughs> what happens when you get the period rages? I just deal with it. Oh. <clears throat> Menstruation it's burn. Like, it's it's like oh. I don't even know you. <laughs> you know me just fine. <laughs> I don't understand not having an emergency candy bar. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so our first topic of the podcast is going to be, um, let's talk about Rachel. And the fact that the show kind of always gave her everything. So what if the show let Rachel fail? And yes. what, <coughs> what kind of <laughs> what kind of challenges do you think it would have been interesting for them to implement? I think one of the most interesting things would be after she got everything handed to her and didn't seem to struggle in her art in high school to actually face some challenges when she got into New York because New York is filled with everybody who was the best at their high school. Like she, she is not a big fish. She is a utterly, utterly common fish and having no experience, not even an experienced common fish. And so it would have been a really, I think a really interesting opportunity to show her being shown up. I think that they thought they were doing that well, in the first did. one episode. Uh, <laughs> but it didn't yeah. stick. Yeah, well, they, that they, I think that could have been like to. a very interesting, you know, monster of the week. This is your audition for the week. And just, you know, she's starting out with like, of course I'm going to be the lead in Hamilton. It's going to be amazing. Until like 10 episodes <clears throat> later, she's like, I'm hoping to be the Burger Queen in this Burger Queen Burger King commercial. And then have Santana get it. <laughs> like, I, like, I just think that it would be an absolute I think it would have been absolutely hilarious. Like, have that be a running theme for half of a season of her trot of her super confident trying and getting progressively progressively worse. I would have enjoyed um, a Niada nemesis that was not a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have enjoyed her, uh, as we've discussed before, but I'll just loop back into the same, her um, not getting in and having to fight for the spot. Um, everything can functionally work all the same. Kurt, Kurt can hate his roommate. They can have a laugh. They can do all those things. Um, I guess we don't get Vogue, which is sad. But um, I would like to see her be the be the person who like has to try a little bit hard. I, she needs more redemption because she's so awful, so much, and mm-hmm. she never learns any of the lessons. 
ever. She needs a chance I mean, to earn something. Yeah. yeah. She, as a and character, she's never given the opportunity to earn her wins. And so and we they, never feel triumphant for her because she didn't, she didn't fight for them. And they don't even... They don't even allow her to struggle post-Finn. Mm-hmm. I would have... I mean, it would have been... A harder thing to show, I guess. I mean, I think the actress could have pulled it off just fine. Um, but I would have liked to have seen her struggling on an emotional level with some of these things. Because I think that it would have been something. And it would have been more resonant had that happened. I think it also needed, like... She needed more opportunities for the comedy to be funny because mm-hmm. Lydia Michelle is hilarious. And when Rachel mm-hmm. was given the chance to be funny, that was when she was the most endearing. And going through that struggle, like the audition after audition or, you know, those sorts of things would have would have been an opportunity to also give her more chance to do that rather than just mm-hmm. be that just shining. the star awkward, funny girl thing that we got, which wasn't really much of a... It was taken so seriously, but could you imagine, Mel, what you said was amazing. Like, could you imagine a Rachel montage where she's, like, trying out for these commercials? So she has to be... (laughs) Go ahead. My my favorite thing about that, it's not so much the audition. That's hilarious and stuff. It's in the taxi afterwards when she's, like, panicking and she pulls his face. It's, like, the funniest thing she's done on the show. Um, But, yeah, all of that. Like, I wanted to see more of that with Rachel. And she you remember how she was in mattress when she was trying to get she was oh, doing yeah. headshots. I mean, all those yes. kids, like she's so good at that. And yeah. I think that they can blend hyper reality, Rachel, with uh, with like we still, you know, she's I don't know. I just you want to root for her, mm-hmm. and they did a really good job of making you not want to root for her anymore. And then yeah. when she got crazy. In later seasons, she got crazy against the people in her own world. Like, you know, she's Mm -hmm. fighting with her housemates who are supposed to be her quote-unquote family. Um, She's making things really challenging for other people. Um, And I would rather... I would rather see Rachel's crazy be used of, like, Rachel and Kurt against the world versus just Rachel and Kurt. Yeah, Yeah, it would have been... It, not only that, it would have given the New York side a chance to have a new character. I mean, you could have a reoccurring character who, like, and, I mean, you know, you can't have a teacher. I mean, yeah, I, I see that you're like, oh, Kate Hudson, we can get her. That'd be great. But not really. I mean, in, like, when you need a reoccurring character that's a, maybe could possibly be a new part of the cast. Um, yeah. And, um, and then that way you have all of your characters playing up against something um and then yeah you give rachel somebody to play off of and it can be comedic and why the show never really tapped into that but there's so many possibilities with you know competition within like getting a broadway role and they just didn't do anything at all she has has great comic timing Mm -hmm. and two of my favorite funny moments in glee are with rachel the first one is in vitamin D with the, you know, and angels. And yes. My yeah. second one is at least I didn't fall and break my talent. <laughs> and I swear that line cracks me up every single time. 
Well, and I even think that, like, when we, she got the TV show, but that sucked and she failed at it. And it was funny. We all, like, watched that sequence with the TV show. And it's so bad that it's hilarious. And it's, and, and yeah, it would have been nice to see her struggle. So I think that this, that's a legit criticism there that Rachel yeah. needed more, t- you know. The thing that I like about the TV show is the same thing that I like about Run, Joey, Run. Is that Rachel can sing, which I I love, unironically. Rachel can sing really well, but she's not sophisticated, and she does not get it. So it makes total sense that she would latch on to projects that were either classics that she knew would be okay, but when she has to try and decide if she's a tastemaker, she fails pretty spectacularly. So I would love to see her get parts in just absolutely awful productions where it's like, well, she's good, but you know, this is a musical about, I don't know, something stupid. <laughs> I mean, it would not be, then you could still have the, uh, you know, Kurt's like, Oh honey, no kind of thing from time to time. Um, where's her putting all of her eggs in a basket on a musical slasher fic, um, or <laughs> not fic film. Like um, that would just be absolutely awful, but that would one hundred percent something that she's like, "This is my big break." Like it's not, but yeah. You know. And I think even so, I think that even if we didn't change anything with season four or five or whatever, and had the musical be not Funny Girl, not her actual dream job, I feel like Funny Girl should have been the last thing that that's what yeah. she won the Tony for, um, not some random Jen, uh, Jane Austen yes, sings. That, that should have been her victory lap, but they gave yeah. her her victory lap without actually having to work for it. Yeah. So um, just back on the point you were making about her having an adversary, somebody mm-hmm. The, I mean, the showmate in, in Swan Song made this huge deal about this dancer, ballerina that was, and then this person was never heard of again. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, that could have been something that, that could have been played with or developed. And, um, but, you know, no, she came out and she, she won standing and singing. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's just <laughs> harmony all over again. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, I mean, it is like you have these one like one episode like oh this person like i just with the all or nothing that we just did in the rewatch just the frida romero coming on there and being like oh yeah this little person can sing and it's like oh no but it doesn't matter it just doesn't matter (laughs) well it doesn't matter because we all know blaine's graduating and they're never going back there (laughs) but you know (laughs) Uh, okay, so um, if you guys don't have any, unless there's something else you wanted to add about Rachel, I'm going to slide into another one. Um, what if the show's show got rid of the adult <coughs> characters? Will and Sue completely. Um, at some point within seasons four through six, they just kind of said goodbye to them and closed off. And it was just the students. Well, you mean was... if they would have just given us more of the New York arc where those characters don't exist? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I, like that would I have guess... been solved by just jumping forward five years. I'll get to, yeah. I'll get to oh, that, but time jump. <laughs> they don't time die. Jump. They're not that old. <laughs> but I just mean like if they, the show had completely phased, even at, let's say even in season three, let's say they phased out, will at the end of season two he's you know not really there anymore you know and sue is gone for whatever reason 
would the show have been better or worse had they phased those characters out? Well, um, how would they I have phased out that... those adults if they were at McKinley? Yeah. I don't know. So I'm just... You, you would have had like... to completely give up the McKinley side, and that would have been a logical way to phase everybody out. I feel like... Whether, it... that's, whether that's plus or minus, whatever. This was after I quit the show, so... <laughs> Okay, well, then Mel was saying, Mel was saying something, so I was waiting. <laughs> I'm just like, I just sort of, I don't feel like phasing them out completely would have necessarily helped, but using them in the right way and with the right amount of screen time is what was needed. There was far too much of them, um, yeah. and we know that Sue works best, you know, in those little moments where she comes out with those those zingers and things like that. Um, Will, hey, we all know how I feel about Will. Um, but yeah, I don't think if, if it's still if it's still set at McKinley, I don't think you can get away with not having staff involved because it is a part of the story. But there was too much of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, looking at seasons four and five when Will really didn't have much of anything to do, that worked better. Um, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. Sue was still around, and I think there was a point you know, that you could probably get rid of Sue. And again, kind of going, like, make a, you know, I, you make a better show choir rival or, you know, just concentrate. You know, I guess this leads me to a, a side question of what if they got rid of the competition stuff? Like, they won their stuff in nationals or even, like, you know, that was just a... What if they'd won nationals in season two and then the show focused on other things? I mean... What if they all decided to do a community theater project, or what if, et cetera, et cetera? So you basically need the season like in Saved by the Bell, where it was just the summer, and they're all working at the country club. <laughs> Mark the not, time. She's already brought up Saved by the Bell. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opposed to this. I think that would have been a lot of fun. I think you know having one season where they were you know. Um, out for the summer and doing, you know, some folks had jobs and like they all have, you know, they're all working at the linens and things or whatever. That would have and been a way to prolong the high school issue. But absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. By the time the kids graduated saved by the bell, they were in their forties. <laughs> so I don't see any reason why we couldn't have really spread this sucker out. I would have appreciated um Somewhere in the second episode of Flashback to the Summer. I would have liked that. Because I just want to... I don't you want, want them to get rid of their structure. You want to see well, Kurt Hamill swimsuit? Yes, of course I do. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> She's a simple woman with simple pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> um, he would be in a swimsuit. I mean, come on. Well, maybe not swimming. Well, that's not really true. I've read a lot of pool, a la Bond girl, or actually James Bond from Casino the Bond girl. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So he would have have to be the Daniel Craig version, who was the one who emerged in a tiny, tiny little swimsuit and made me so happy. Kurt is one hundred percent the person who lowers the sunglasses to take a look. Um. Yeah, sure. Why not? What would have been wrong with that? They could have all had a pool party flashback. Who cares? 
<laughs> what if they did a whole extended, like, you know, I guess going along with the summer thing, if they had focused on one musical or one, um, they could have done an original music. It could have been an actual smash, um, but it had done an original musical and they all did that. They should definitely not do anything original song. <laughs> but then you wouldn't get classics like my headband. <laughs> or my cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or if those Rachel being fine. the only berry on her family tree. Fine. <laughs> if that's the musical, I'm in. But the musical's going to be all or nothing. All or nothing. <laughs> or nothing at all. <laughs> I got friends. Friends are good. So this is what you sing about when you're 15, but you're 35 trying to imagine it. <laughs> um, I think the teenagers focus on, I mean, I focus on this because I'm a teenager. I mean, we might have gotten one of the songs about the Peppa Middleton musical. That would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been fun. Oh, man. Um. So, yeah. Okay, I, so. I would have, like, I, I'm fine with them. Um maintaining the structure that they have because i think the structure is important otherwise the show just goes completely off the deep end but you can tailor the way things work within that structure the use of the adults the use of the competitions the the point of some of it to make it function better um i just think you know there's too many raccoons in the sack So this one is, I I have a question that's um, a little bit in a different direction and it's not on my list, but I was just thinking about it and I wrote down. Yeah. I guess what characters do you think, what, how do I put this? If the show had focused on some minor characters, no, let's start over again. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a way to put this question. It's a good question so far. (laughs) It's really not so far um do you think there are any characters on the show that it would have benefited to focus on more sugar stone bread <laughs> sorry i mean should have been all along um matt rutherford because i i guess i yeah I, I was thinking of like mercedes i wonder if the show had actually Focus oh, more you mean people her. they the people they didn't pretend to focus on? Yeah, Mercedes yeah. and Mike, one hundred percent. Mercedes yeah. and Mike. Yeah. So. Do you think um, had Artie and Tina gotten any more? Do you think that that would have been more interesting, or do you think that there was a reason those characters were mostly background? Well, Tina, you can argue got plenty later. Um, I think she should have gone to New York. I think she should have been in that group. Um, but. I guess maybe there's not enough colleges for her to go to to find one in New York. I think they have more than one there. There's uh, only one college in New York. It's just <laughs> Miata. Yeah. <laughs> I still would have liked to see more sugar. I thought she was hilarious. Um, I, didn't, I, guess. I didn't long for more. Um, I, I, I would have liked a little bit more of... Um, some of the stuff about Tina, sorry, now I'm burping into the microphone. Tina and Mike, outside of the stereotypical stuff that they were trying to do, I would have liked uh, more Mike, and we would have gotten more Tina had we gotten if her boyfriend was more than just he dances, and that's that. Um, I feel like I didn't miss out anything of Artie because Artie is a character who doesn't change over time. 
so he was able to be used much like they can use Sue or someone else who is a consistent reaction person to certain things. Like, mm-hmm. Artie doesn't have a journey. He just is Artie. Yeah. And that can be okay. Um, sorry, Kevin. I mean, char- characters like that serve a purpose. <laughs> yeah, not and every- I think that it's Not everybody is the main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I feel think- like Puck should have been the level of Artie. Because I don't need to know yeah. more about him. Um, I actually would have been fine with Quinn staying around there. Because when she got screen time, it was batshit crazy. Um, and I think, you know, I I think that one of the problems that the show had was that they were trying to make everyone a main character when... A lot of those characters were not designed to be main characters. And some of that was pressure from, you know, fandom. Britannia was definitely a pressure from fandom. Um, Some of those were just, you know, for some reason they liked writing a lot of Quinn and Puck. Um, But they had great chemistry in the first season. Mm -hmm. They had a really great story in the first season. Yeah. Well, and they were also trying to parallel what was going on with the adults as well. But, um, but yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, uh, kind of continuing on the theme though do you think the show could have worked as a revolving cast so let's say they had the cast in season one and then they made major changes in season two and kept going and going etc cetera, etc cetera. no if, if they had set it up from the start in that sense then maybe but in the you know we got really really invested in those characters and and the audience wouldn't really have responded to that well, and I'm wondering if it if if it had also stayed very focused on Will as a character, the adults as a character, if the students hadn't been, you know, as focused on, um, if they would have that kind of setup might work better. I don't know, but the stu- the students were more in like that's who the audience was interested in, right? And I agree with that. I was just trying yeah. to be like. I also I, just, I don't actually think their structure was strong enough to have a revolving door. You had to have interest in characters. You had to have the character mm-hmm. development. And you had to watch these characters journey through high school. And because, um, you know, sometimes adult years can be very exciting. But a lot of adult years are simply more spread out and less drama than teenage years. Um, the adult characters, all of their stories kind of they can come and go a little bit, but they're, they're more background because they're less demanding of attention. Uh, we're not trying to, you know, stop a bomb from happening or catch a murderer or any of those things. We're watching people grow and change. Somebody sitting there trying to figure out their 401k makes for riveting television. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know that I have an amazing soundtrack to the excitement in my life when I'm creating a grocery list. (laughs) Sure, sure. But also, you know, we're kind of, um, you know, how much does Will change over six seasons? He gets well. He goes through. He goes through quite a bit. But he goes through quite a bit over six seasons. These kids, especially in the first two seasons, they were going through that much in like four episodes. Um, So it's just simply more compelling. Do you think that's one reason why we have, in general, so many, not just TV shows, but our YA stuff is such a big thing, um, why we have so many stories about teenagers? 
Um, yeah, because side full question. Of, they're full of drama. They're like, I mean, like you've got teenagers. I spend my days with teenagers. Like, there's so <laughs> much. There's so much going on. Yeah, that, and, there's a lot going on. As an adult, you sit there and you're like, why? Why is this an issue? But it is for them. And it, it's dramatic for them and it's important for them. And, and that's why I think as, a, as adults watching it, it's more believable that the drama is coming from younger people because that's how we can that's how we might perceive them in actually real life. I mean, sometimes their stories are going to be stupid, but especially we're talking about teenagers from 16 to 18. And that's mm-hmm. a really big developmental time. And, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, how school affects them and what choices they're going to make and how it's going to happen. And it's a more adult story than younger teenagers. Um, for that reason, it's a lot more interesting, I think. Um, people who are watching it as adults can remember what it was like to be that age better than they can remember what it was like to be 13 or 11 or 9, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's it's just sort of like the right time. And if you get people hooked on these these characters who are becoming people then you have to follow where that people story goes and they have to leave school. Oh, that and goes, you have that, to deal with it. That leads nicely into my next question. Do you think the show would have worked had they dropped McKinley after season three and kept everything in New York? Yeah. I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think they should have completely dropped it, but the balance was way off and they didn't move yeah. enough people to New York. Uh, so they, they would not have been able to sustain it with, with the way that they did it, even moving their very favorite characters there. The problem is they moved them there, but they didn't give them the proper universe. There's nobody else at Niata. You know, the only time something happens is someone shows up in their house. Uh, you know, Kurt got a job and that's awesome, but we didn't see him doing much at the job. Aside from having this one really important relationship and being busy, like I just feel like they could have, they could have found a way to tell a story of after high school, some people stay in Lima, and after high school, some people go out to New York. Really, there's only two cities in this universe, but that's just how it has to be. And, and I feel like that might have functioned. One high speed train. <laughs> but I think it, there's a really interesting thing there. Like, let's say you have, you know, you get Rachel and Kurt and. Blaine and even like take Mercedes and Sam and Santana and you move them all to New York and maybe Finn is still in Lima but there's not really there doesn't have to be a Lima side like let's say you have everybody at that starting point at college yeah I guess you have a kind of a new show there but I do think it would had you build the universe I do think it would have been sustainable I, and I you could have had this. I mean, you would have had a structure. Whoa, 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 guys! Ah! <laughs> One at a time. Let's let Mel talk. We keep talking over her. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm I'm on that. Like in me, as my opinion as a viewer, the New York arc in season five is sort of one of the strongest portions of the series. Um, and uh, you know, had it been done properly, then I think that it. It could have worked. I mean, you would have to suspend your belief that, you know, all these students from this school find themselves in the same city. <laughs> like, yeah, but I think we're um, kind of used but, to that from other yeah, shows. And, doing and that's that. totally, totally fine. It's, tele- it's glare, it's television. That doesn't matter. I think focusing 
on New York, maybe with that link back to, to Lima with Finn still there or, or something like that, you know, um, I think could have really worked. And I think that yeah, the, yeah. the New York arc in season five shows how that could have worked. It really does. And all the, really, it was just the imbalance <clears throat> that made mm-hmm. it seem like it wasn't working. Yeah. Okay, RB, what was your thought? My thought was that by moving half the folks to New York, it was already a new show. It's not like if they got rid of McKinley, it would have suddenly become a new show. They were already coming up with something new. And admittedly, I personally didn't like when the show split and folks Mm -hmm. went to New York because I got invested in a high school story. But if if you're going to do that, you really needed to commit to it and just move the whole thing because you took the characters that I was interested in, moved them to an area that I wasn't. And then the high school storyline was stuck with characters that I wasn't interested in. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of a lose lose from my perspective. Now, would you just out of curiosity? Yeah. If they had moved everybody out to New York and dropped Lima completely, would you have still watched? Probably not because at that point I was kind of done Okay. Well, okay. Let, okay. So, uh, what? I'll take my opinions with a grain of salt. But I'm kind of curious, just in, in just because, uh, like, I always we always have these kind of conversations off record. What would have kept you watching? Off the record, we are keeping this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I really think that doing a time jump would have seemed more interesting to me because at this point, like, I was already. I was angry at Rachel getting into college, even though she didn't earn it, and Kurt not. And it was basically rehashing the exact same thing over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. So sense. if so, I think that by doing some sort of time jump so that they were adults facing these sorts of problems, then I think I would have found that more interesting. Well, let's take, talk about that for a second, because it's something that you brought up on a podcast a long time ago, probably when we started season four. Mm-hmm. And it, ever since then, it's just like something clicked like that makes so much more like they started yep. writing these characters as if they were five years outside of high school. And, and so you have these folks who are like, I've been struggling for so long. I'm never going to make it. It's like, bitch, you have been there for a month. Yeah. When they come back and they're like, oh, they need to lay out the red carpet. You're like, dude, it's been like three months. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so it felt like they were trying to make it seem like they had this eternal struggle. And it's kind of the same idea as they hadn't earned their victories. They hadn't earned their struggle yet either. Mm. And so I think that if we had jumped, say, five years, you know, let's not do let's not do college. Let's build the world of New York through co-workers, which is what a lot of folks do. I mean, have Rachel continue to be going out for all these auditions and have somebody who goes to all the same auditions that she does have give like snarky said, give her a nemesis. Um, but having them face these sorts of adult problems, you can have Kurt working at Vogue and being like, you know, do I actually like this? Even though I studied theater in school, but is this a better fit for me? And at that point, once you're out of college, you can have as many folks move there as you want. Are they still in school? Maybe they went to school in New York. Did they decide to move to New York after, you know, they finished whatever degree? New York is a very popular place for a lot of people to move to jobs. All of that could make sense. 
rather than trying to recreate high school dynamics with the same bunch of kids in just a, a different loft. Mm-hmm. Um, Stark, your mild, do you guys have any comments or thoughts or anything? I don't need the time jump to make it work. Um, I see it's a great argument for a time jump. I'm not against it, but I think that they could have easily had, um, you know, a season where people are trying to figure out what they just, I I feel like they were at school and it was like a month later and then they were frustrated that their lives were going nowhere. Um, And that should have been like, there should have been a, a whole you know, season, season four, that should have been at the end of that season should have been Rachel and Kurt conflicted and frustrated. And she finally got an addition and it's good. Should she stay at school? Should she not? Oh my gosh, he's doing school and Vogue. It's too much. How does he figure it out? Like that could have all worked and they could have had all these exciting new, like Jake should have been at Niata. Mm-hmm. Right. Which one was Jake again? Jake was the, the one who can dance. I'm right? sorry. Which you could actually which one dance. is that? <laughs> Pop, the, da- the dancing man? Okay. He dances? It's Pop, he dated Pop, Marley. Pop. And it's like all Jake and Marley. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. watching that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he he already looked old. He could dance. He could he he would have appeared a proficient college student. You know? Uh Harmony should have showed back up. I mean, I realize she's too young, I get it. But like those kinds of people should have been there for that. I think Kitty would have really worked as an adversary in New York and have her like date Artie still and have her, I don't know, just, it would have been, um, I don't remember. I think it was RB, but if I'm miscrediting, somebody can yell at me that, um, somebody came up with the idea that, you know, Rachel's adversary becomes BFFs with Kurt. And then there's issues. Oh there. yeah. That was one of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like Kitty, Kitty is like an, a nasty intern at Vogue, and Kurt can have his own Devil Wears Prada kind of little setup happening yeah. at Vogue. Yeah, <laughs> and you can even have. Um, I think also like we talked about Marley at Niata, and she could have been this really sweet person that Rachel was just like, I hate her, and everybody's like, What the hell is wrong with you, Rachel? Hi, she's and, so <laughs> she's so nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good ideas there that the writers just didn't choose. Um, yeah. So, uh, I guess this, before I get into any kind of current blind stuff, uh, my other question is, do you think that the show could have continued after season six? Do you think that there was enough story had they not in, done season six the way in there? Like, season six was intentionally go back to Lima to, you know, end the show. But if they had it kept was, going. It was time to let it go. Yeah. I'm in agreement with that, but I just wanted to see if anybody, like, had other opinions. If, I mean, it just, season six needed more episodes. To tell that story a little bit more. We, season six, yeah. Season six yeah. needed the six extra episodes out that we Pace. should have had in in the New York arc. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, if we would have had more New York arc and then a bunch of what happened, that would have made season six make, I mean, especially with Rachel, make it make a lot more sense if we extended out what's happening and have the Fanny stuff happen in season six and have all that drama happen to her in season six, we might actually root for her again. Mm. At the same time, I don't think I would want to watch six episodes of Kurt and Blaine fighting. That would not have been fun. No, no but they wouldn't have been no, fighting the entire time. Doesn't necessarily almost seem to them fight, but yeah, just that. I don't know. It, it was all very rushed, and yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that part of it. But yeah, um, 
I but, disagree yeah. that they would have been fighting the entire time. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, uh, that is in general, before I move to like some curtain plane stuff, unless there are anything that you guys wanted to explore a little bit, or if you had any ideas of things that could have been different that might've changed the show for better or for worse or whatever it was, I would have been happy to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, cool. (laughs) I think we could have really added something special to the show. If we had had a couple of episodes specifically from Cooper's point of view. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would have added to the show to have given uh, real universe stuff for all the characters who didn't have one, which is everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, this Cooper centric, actual Cooper centric episode though would actually would have been really hilarious. I like seeing it through his eyes, which would have been like dreamy, magnificent. Kidding, sorry. (laughs) I want magnificent. I would have loved Cooper to 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 come to New York and visit Blaine and like interact with Elliot. That just would have been hilarious to me. And then get it from Elliot. Like, and then Cooper should have just moved in. Cooper should have moved in for a couple of episodes. Um, other than Cooper, do you think there's any other guest stars or whatnot that you are? Just Cooper. Just Cooper. That would have liked to come back or? Just Cooper. I mean, I Adam we, Lambert we, could have joined the cast. <laughs> yeah, we need, we needed more of Elliot, like Elliot as a main cast member and continued through the series would have been awesome. Like him being his anchor to New York and say like, he, like Kurt's contact back to New York Kurt while better stuff like that. He did. Kurt desperately needed better friends. Yeah. That's why, yeah. Ugh. I'm just trying, yeah. Um, I wish that, um, well, it would have been complicated to do, but they could have built a lot of the Niata backstory is if they somehow had Kurt and Rachel living in the dorms in some capacity. Right, yeah. like they okay. could have had, yeah. they would have needed to have both been there at the same time, and that wouldn't have worked very well. But it, it would have helped cement some of the who are these characters walking by? What does yeah. it matter? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. When I look when, at the way that that things work out, I just see like there's so much from fandom. It's so easy to tell. Like, gosh, there's a lot of potential. There's so much potential, and fandom fills in all the gaps, and so it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just you can take the structure of Glee and and play with it so many ways to make these subtle little changes. And those changes can be things like uh, Santana's girlfriend exists and then doesn't exist anymore two episodes yeah. later, or you know that we get this like really interesting story. I mean, I wanted Santana um, to just be banging her way through New York. Yeah, that <laughs> because would be great. they even allude to it at the end of season four when she's like, "I'm going to go on this hot date." Yeah. yeah. I wanted her to be bringing people home and have it to be awful for Kurt and Rachel. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Uh, all the you know, I wanted, didn't get. I wanted that would have Kurt been a to come home. opportunity to do good night and thank you, whoever, from Evita. <laughs> I, yes. I wanted Kurt to come home after a long day to see Santana and someone leaving his bedroom. <laughs> Could you imagine that's also the day that Cooper decides to drop by? Like, <laughs> I mean, so many comedic possibilities. Yes. Why didn't Cooper bang Rachel? Imagine. <laughs> I, I imagine. Asked that question. 
Imagine. Okay. Missed opportunity. This is a missed opportunity right here. Okay. Clean. They're snuggling. They're quiet. They hear Rachel. They turn on the white noise machine. In the morning, they see Cooper. Right? Yep. That that would have been better for Cooper to be the one sitting naked on Kurt's good chairs. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. Imagine how happy Blaine would be when Kurt turns on Cooper because he's been naked in his chair. (laughs) Right? The full circle moment. Like, Blaine is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's great because Kurt hates him too. Oh, but what would be best is if Blaine sets him up for that. (laughs) He's the one who's like, yeah, just sit anywhere. Like that chair right there. (laughs) You know, don't, don't move. Hang on. Kurt, Kurt, don't you want to come see this? Look who's at the table, Kurt. (laughs) Sitting on your chair, Kurt. Naked. Naked, Kurt. (laughs) I mean, as a viewer, I would have preferred that. As as somebody who wants to view. (laughs) Mm, Just... mm. But yeah, I think that it's a terrible, terrible missed opportunity that it wasn't Cooper that Rachel was banging. Just once. Just, you know. Could you only do that once if there was the opportunity for more? It's all right. I'm just going to be sitting back here in a corner smoking a cigarette and imagining what's going on. What did I miss? I don't know. We got a little horny. It was fine. We did collectively or just one of us? (laughs) You know, probably just one of us. It's all good. (sighs) Okay. I think I I think Glee has enough people in its universe to have made people visiting New York, which is I hear a thing people do, uh, <laughs> a, st- a staple of parts of season five when they wanted to just throw some fun in there. Like Tina needed to come visit more. Period. Especially well, in order to I'm do that, sure they, needed... they thought they thought more she episodes. and Blaine were friends. That's true. <laughs> like she visits one episode. She's there still. Like, I don't know. I mean, don't you want a scene where she meets Elliot and she's she is convinced that he's flirting with her and it's awesome oh. and everybody's like, no, sorry. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Anyway, back. It's all structure. I feel like some of these things would have worked well with the structure, and I know that we're supposed to appreciate the uh, amazingness of what there is. But really, the sad thing about Glee is it's a fucking great show in all of the possible uh, places where it can be great, except for writing. <laughs> like performances, yeah. awesome. Set design, awesome. Lighting, it looks good. How's this? This looks good. It sounds good. Everything's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. Oh, we need lines and like oh, an outline yeah. of how this is gonna work and like a what now? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, even the people who even the the per, the uh, the talent who would show up from time to time and be not that great, they're probably still better than a lot of people. You're just not realizing it because it's like, gosh, why can't this person just belt out this amazing song super easy like the rest of these 
ultra talented motherfuckers can, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, this is a tiny little thing. Do you think the show would have benefited from having less songs in its episodes? I think the show would have benefited from having a better mix of songs that mean something and the jukebox crap. Yeah. Because yeah. there there was a long stretch of time where it suffered from the jukebox and um the songs are fine, but there's too many songs for them to pull off that sort of stunt song situation. Yeah. And have well, it really I, work out. I'll even argue that started in season two. Like in season one, they did a very good job integrating the songs into the universe. And in season two, when they became more of a hit on iTunes, it started becoming at first in season two, it was stick somebody and make them sing a solo for five minutes and that dragged and then it turned into in season three all these tribute episodes and then in season four through six it was kind of those cookie cutter like five to seven songs that we feel obligated to do because that's how many songs we usually have in an episode and that's my two cents on some that. of those well, you mentioned side, i don't mind gave us the warblers some of those things i don't <laughs> mind um but some of them I do, and it's really just, you know, like they can have a tribute episode, and that can be the point of the mm-hmm. songs. That works. Yep. Um, and they can show the warblers from time to time singing a song that makes no sense, but it's a female empowerment anthem, and so I love it. Um, <laughs> and they can have the kids practicing things that are in the same wheelhouse as what they might perform later. But for the point of like, hey, everybody needs to learn how to dance. So we're going to perform this song and try and sing and dance at the same time and see who can do it. You know, Mm -hmm. or I just want to blow off some steam or every once in a while they can do that. I love this song. It's on the radio right now. I love it. It's my favorite because I'm a teenager and I get excited about things. And I mean, who listens to the radio? I guess maybe that was where I lost. (laughs) I lost all teenagers (laughs) when I said radio. Um, But you could see them. For purposes, anyone saying, I heard this song and it was so good, you know, so I want to sing about it now within the context of this universe. I I doubt there are many teenagers listening to this podcast. If you are, okay, (laughs) but it's, it's, yeah. (laughs) Oh, um, okay. Well, then I've got a couple of curtain plane questions to ask you. Um, First being um, about Kurt. If I'm looking at the end of season three, do you think either it would have been interesting if he had stayed in Lima longer after not getting in and still struggled in Lima to get into college? Or do you think on the flip side of that, would it have been better had he just gotten in and started at Niata? And maybe, like, Rachel's the one struggling to get in and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think his story going into season four could have been done a different way to make it better or more interesting or something? I don't want him in Lima for more than a second. And so I was fine with exactly the way they opened up season four. He was there. Uh, it was obvious that it was not working for him. And it would be obvious that it was not really not working for him the entire time. Um, I think that the way that they did that was totally fitting because for me, I was like, he stayed there all summer. Oh my God. Like he didn't get his act together at all. That just seems 
crazy because to me he seems like the person who's like i might have a down day or a down week or worst case scenario down month but then he's planning he's focused i just i like it okay mel or rb or anybody just letting you guys have a chance to have the floor (laughs) i'm thinking i'm just (laughs) i mean (laughs) Um, I mean, I like agree, like agree with Snarky. Yeah, Snark, Snarky, it's Kurt, not Snarky. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> you can call me Snoggy. That's okay. Snoggy. I really agree with Snoggy. Snoggy gets Nerdy. ass noodle. Nerdy. 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 Ass noodle. <laughs> um, that yeah, we needed to get Kurt needed to get out of Lima. He needed to be in New York. That being said, they they did want to keep him in. Lima for narrative purposes, him in Lima trying to build up experience and things like that, you know, starting his own Kurt Hamill, like Etsy, Fashion House webpage, getting experience in community theatre and all those sorts of things to build himself up before he attempts the city. That in itself could have been interesting to watch. But, as yeah, I totally agree with much that it was better for him to be in New York. In terms of the, I mean, the end of season three, like it was such, it just, it was, it was jarring because it wasn't set up that way. It wasn't built up that way in the audition process and all that sort of stuff. So I think we as viewers felt a little, we felt really stung by that um, and really angry by that. And therefore, you know, most of us have said he should have gotten in at that point. And it should have been, you know, his him trying to get used to Niata and and all of that process in season four. Because um, what, as I said, what we got, we could have had more of him. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just, no, I. I it's okay. <laughs> just well, here's the other problem: if he had stayed longer, yeah, it, the only reason that he would have really wanted to stay is. Was really because of Blaine. And that would have yeah. been a huge problem. That would yeah. have created a problem. And I didn't want that problem. They were already going to have the complications of the problem. Uh, so I just, I, I I feel like, shockingly, what we got, that, that first episode of the season was fabulously set up. He has a little bit of coping oh. mechanisms. He's working at the lima bean. Things definitely suck. It's not great. You know, mm-hmm. he held on to the romance of the summer, but now things are changing. Blaine's going to be more busy. Um, and, you know, it shook him out of his rut enough. It, so he started to do something else. And they had a very loving, reasonable, we knew this moment was coming. We have to figure it out together. I liked it. Yeah. But then he gets to New York. And for the next two episodes, he's a prop for Rachel. Well, the whole season is proper, Rachel, but whatever. Um, Also, kind of uh, going along with that, do you think there would have been an interesting story? And I realize why they didn't, because they're so focused on performance and et cetera, et cetera. But do you think there would have been an interesting story there to tell if Kurt had decided to go into fashion and and go that way, I guess? I always thought that Kurt should end up in fashion. Um, so I I think that it would have definitely been interesting. However, I understand that they did not want anybody to have interests outside of doing professional theater. Yeah, as we've talked a lot, I, I'm sure this is kind of a rehash, but um, there there's a 
there would have been a really interesting conversation there had they explored various other ways you can keep performance in your life and not have to do it professionally. But this show, for whatever reason, just could not figure that out. So, Well, he shows that he keeps fashion in his life. We, we have mm-hmm. canonical evidence of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't ever quit Vogue. <laughs> no. Uh, that, that never happened. Uh, and then, you know, he so he has... He still technically works there. He might yeah. still work there. <laughs> and he's an intern, you know. Um, and so I... And it would have been disingenuous for him to have done um, all or nothing uh, because he's the kind of person who dabbles in all kinds of things. That's that's the character that he is. And so I think that what we got is actually pretty accurate. Um, he's not going to be um, the biggest, busiest actor ever. Uh, and it's not going to be enough to keep him interested. He's going to need to continue to do other things, pursue his other passions. And unlike all the other characters, he has more than one thing that he does. The rest of them really just do the one thing and it's a disservice to the rest of them that they don't have more of them who also do some other kind of thing. Like I don't even care what, you know, play basketball with friends on the weekends, whatever. Um, and so the show overall has this huge thing of like, wow, you know, everybody, even Kurt who should have made a different decision, made this one decision. And no, he didn't actually, Mm um, Blaine did as far as we know, Rachel did as far as we know, uh, Sam did, as far as we know, Mercedes, like all of the other, the rest of them are sort of like one trick ponies and everybody has to have a job and it's their main job. And most people aren't just freelancing around the world doing, you know, jack of all (laughs) trade type things, but you can walk and chew gum. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I guess Blaine chose something else too, because Blaine also is going to be, I mean, they're going to be fathers and that's not, that's not nothing. That's a pretty big time filler. Um, okay, so I have a couple of blank questions. And this first one is dedicated to RB. Um, do you think the show would have worked had Blaine stayed at Dalton? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think where it was at the time, it made sense that Blaine was part of Kurt's storyline and not part of the larger Kurt storyline. And I honestly think that that it continued to work. I realize that a lot of people do not agree with that. I'm fine <laughs> with that. But I think that Glee also suffered from the too many character syndrome. Mm-hmm. And so by elevating more and more characters to the point where we're supposed to care about their storylines, it diluted from the characters that they were already focusing on well i think that had blaine been the right year in school that was gonna be my (laughs) next question (laughs) that he could have stayed at dalton and it would have worked fine because he would have they would have hung out all the time he would have been around um and they could have begun the into season four transition of these kids have lives outside of school sometimes mm-hmm. having more scenes in the Hummel house, right? Like everybody fucking lives there already, right? Like they don't just have to be in the choir room or walking down the hallway or in the locker room. Those are the only, Oh, I guess there's the astronomy That's classroom. Right. Like they can be, they can be a few more places that are not set at yeah. school. And that would yeah. have prepared us for, Oh yeah, they're moving past this. 
Finchel should not be picking out their wedding chairs in the Glee Club room. That's not where that happens. You know, and something I noticed in season one and two, when you go back and watch season one, season one and season two, they must have had a bigger budget at that point. Because when you get into seasons, even three, they are so trapped in what the set was, which was mostly the choir room. So you never got to see them out. Like, there's one time in season three where, where Tina and Rachel are driving in a car and it's like, what these people drive? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you never see them in these other places. And then when it, even New York, one reason why it feels so, you know, cause you're just trapped in that loft. So you never get to see them outside interacting with the world. Um, so. Yeah. I'm, there was originally yeah. a reason I, brought that up to tie into your appointment. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, likewise, was get, the question I was going to ask afterwards was, do you think that the show should have kept Blaine the same age as Kurt and had them graduate at the same time? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah, I agree with that too, actually. Um, I think there you could have told... You know, Blaine's story with him connected to Kurt season three, season three, and then you get to season four. Then you could still, like, yeah, you could still have him become, you know, grow into being a character um, when they're all in New York. But, it, yeah. Uh, oh, all the things we could have done in season three. Um, okay, so then I guess I want to ask... Let's talk about Clean and the relationship. Do you think, uh, what do you guys think about the break? Is what they never happened. Do you think the show, that, you know, did the characters benefit from this or could they have done something different? Or I, I, I guess, what are your opinions on the ups and downs of the relationship? I think they benefited from it. Um, I think Blaine's senior year was too long. I think that Kurt's season four was too background, um, especially at the expense of, I mean, everything that he did was at the expense of Rachel and that just didn't balance out that half of the universe. Um, I prefer them broken up in different cities than broken up in the same place or fighting all the time. Um, I would have loved to watch, um, inconsequential fighting like bickering like funny fighting the kind of things that is in a healthy relationship you talk shit on the other person and make fun of them and you know get through the fact that uh you know blaine's running the bubble the soda stream machine <laughs> by you know I dragging mean, just, him to everybody else who really shows up in the house arguments yeah <laughs> and I mean, somebody was... should not have washed their dishes correctly <laughs> Well, I mean, Lord knows that's Rachel a fight that I've had in my real life. <laughs> um, do you guys think it would have been interesting to see more development with the mid games, like with Kurt and Adam or Blaine and Krofsky or et cetera, et cetera? Do you think? I mean, I don't think they should have broken up because I'm not watching the show for realism and. <laughs> I, I'm watching it for the feel good and the sing song factor. And so I was like, why are you putting all of these real life things into it? This sucks. Uh, um, so I like it when games, just keep them together and keep them happy and two stepping <laughs> in their little blazers. I like it when stories have a beginning, middle and end. And it's totally reasonable why we didn't get the um, Blanovsky 
or blave or whatever people call it <laughs> to blave um beginning but we did get the middle and the end of that relationship yeah, and i'm that satisfied with that one yeah that one i'm satisfied yeah. with the problem is they didn't end most mid-game relationships. Sam disappears, mm-hmm. Danny disappears, Adam disappears. I mean, Adam got the one line of, I showed back up, engaged, and kicked me out of the apples, which, <laughs> solid move, Adam. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's a, there's a lot that doesn't happen in all of these things. I mean, we got, sadly, we got a really full circle thing about Brody, but, like, nobody cared or wanted yeah. for that. Nobody was clamoring for that. And a lot of, like, I feel, a lot. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I feel like what we got of Blaine and Krusty was enough. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like it was, good. you know, we got an insight into their life to get, you know, and that sort of stuff. Um, we didn't necessarily get that with Kurt and Adam. Adam was just kind of there. We didn't really get an, an insight into sort of how. I mean, Kurt thought he was good looking and he had a cool accent and that was kind of it. You know what I noticed uh, kind of now that I'm doing the rewatch and I've been watching the, all of the episode when I do the rewatch is that they tell their stories as if they're telling the same story in various different parallels. So you've got Wemma against Finchel, against Clint, against Bertana. And it's like when you put them all together, it's kind of like a complete story. but like so like oh you know Rachel and Brody got the whole she got the whole mid-game thing there and it's kind of loosely tied to like the clean stuff so you can kind of you know imply that this is also what happened so I feel like when you watch and I don't think you have to do you should not have to do this to to get it but like when you watch all of the episodes and in their entirety sometimes they the contextually it makes like oh this is what they were going for there's a whole story here but when you're trying to watch like so they're better with the big picture sometimes than they are with like actually telling a complete story within the strands of their character yeah. individual and you know i don't i don't telling a big story. i don't begrudge them <laughs> not full, telling the full story of their lesser characters but i yeah, begrudge yeah. the concept that kurt and blaine are the lesser characters yeah. like if rachel's going to get the full story Kurt's going to get the full story. Finn's going to get the full story. I understand why he didn't. You know, like, that that needs to be appropriate. But, yeah. And there's always a criticism that Glee always, you know, where they either told their stories too long or too short. They didn't seem to know how to tell a nicely paced story. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I last? You could say the same thing about the songs. Yeah, that's true. It is <laughs> um, insight. <laughs> uh, one of the last things, a lot of season six deals with Kurt and Blaine and their emotional uh, relationship story. Do you think that the, it would have been more beneficial, uh, or additionally beneficial? I want to say, if they had done more with um, Kurt and Blaine's individual like career stories or other aspects outside of their. Uh, personal relationship since we well, were wrapping we, up the show. We got that with Blaine because we got the June Dalloway crap. Yeah, but I just mean she was crappy. Anything. <laughs> yeah, they kind of forgot about that one too, didn't they? That's what I mean, like in season six though, when they're wrapping everything uh-huh. up, uh, to ha- I mean, there, there are some throwaway stuff there and there are you know, like one or two lines that kind of do it. But Rachel, and now granted Rachel doesn't but, have a relationship either, but... I kind of feel no, because I mean... 
at that what at that point there's I mean oh, I can't keep I'm not I'm not getting into a timeline discussion. They're still at uni. <laughs> um, they're, they're still at college. They don't necessarily need to have their career completely mapped out. Let them finish college first, and then they can you know. So the fact you know, um, I sort of. You know, I don't feel like that was that was really necessary in their story in season six. And then, you know, what we got in that final, where we find, we find out where they end up, and I'm that was to, I'm totally fine with that. Cool. Sort of, I, I would have, I'd rather them, I'd rather them and their emotions and and them as their characters rather than oh, I'm going to be a big star. Yeah, some of that stuff is like, oh, this stuff is stuff criticisms I've heard throughout the years. What do you guys think? Yeah. Not necessarily my own opinion, but no, 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 no. I was. Yeah. I mean, I okay. think with the with the profession that they're trying to go into, unlike you know something like uh, engineering, where you can't just jump into that halfway if you haven't taken all the classes yet. You can go out on an addition, even though you yeah. haven't graduated with your degree in acting. So. Yeah. There is something to be said for the fact that, you know, Rachel gets antsy and she's ra- she's waiting, she's waiting to get there and she does it and she's having it and it's exciting. Um, and, you know, maybe Kurt doesn't feel that way because he's already at Vogue, which is crazy. That is huge. He's already got like, you know, he doesn't need to be antsy about it. It just works. Um, it makes sense that Sam is antsy about modeling because was he going to take a class in that? Not really. You know, mm-hmm. and that kind of is like you got to strike while the iron's hot because you're only getting older and that doesn't work. I mean, he could get his degree from the Derek Zoolander School of Boys Who Do Good <laughs> and <laughs> smile pretty. That would be good. <laughs> oh, it's such a tiny building. How do they fit inside? <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. if it was if it was happening now, Sam would be trying to become an Instagram influencer. Oh yeah. Which, which admittedly I would totally get behind with him like awkwardly posing next to a bus and being like, yeah. you should ride transit hashtag not sponsored. You know, I think that, I think that it would be absolutely hilarious. Oh my goodness. Actually Santana would be trying to do that too. I mean, they wouldn't really, what they needed in New York is more, they just needed the loft across the way. They needed the friends example where everyone could be there. You just didn't all have to be in the same two room apartment. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody jammed into an apartment is the most realistic thing they've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They, you get no walls. Welcome mm. to New York. <laughs> so that's kind of all the questions I had. Is there anything that you guys want to reflect on or thoughts that you've come across? <clears throat> <sighs> what do I want to reflect on? <laughs> thoughts that I've come across. I mean, I kind of feel like I mean, Sammy I'm, would reflect on she would prefer for Kurt's wardrobe to have more gold lame pants. <laughs> I yeah, I would be fine if he just wore those around the apartment from time to time. What if he got a tearaway pair? <laughs> well, that is exciting. So then, you know, all of a sudden it's like, hey, let's curl up on the couch. Whoosh! Just rip them right off. Oh, just every time he tears away pants, the gold lame ones are on underneath. Yes, yes. Those those are his house pants. So he takes <laughs> off his everyday outside wear to go down to just the shiny gold. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Oh, I mean, man. we did did we peak when we talked about how Kurt, how uh, Cooper could have been the one naked in the flea market chair? I Maybe. Mean, I, I, think that, I think right. That they should have just had Cooper 
in so many different ways. I mean, have him naked on the chair, have him. That's what she said. (laughs) Damn right it is. (laughs) Have him in all the ways. Have him as the, um, the manager at the diner that they all work at. Have, have him be in charge of something. (laughs) Have him, uh, trying on characters at the coffee shop where Tina and, Elliot work and each of them comes back to talk about how this guy was totally flirting with them. (laughs) (laughs) So bottom line, more than like an instructor at Nayada Cooper. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I mean, like nobody bothered to check his resume. He just told them, of course I know how to teach dance. Or, you know, art or whatever. Or, you know, improv. Because he can just improv it. Teach improv. Improv. Because he'd be like, you don't study improv, you just improv. Oh my gosh. He would would be (laughs) the instructor for dramatic pointing. Imagine imagine him as the improv teacher, and the only thing he knows is yes and, and him just screaming, yes and, Blaine, yes and. Oh man! I would I would watch an entire season of that. Yeah, I mean he should he should have been the Nyata improv <laughs> instructor, and he just shows up one day, and poor Blaine is just horrified. How are you here? It's like I'm here because I'm your new teacher. <laughs> oh, how'd Blaine you get this job, Bank Cassie? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't think we're going to top ourselves from that. So, um, so yeah, uh, I'm going to wrap it up then and say thank you guys for coming out and kind of doing this impromptu kind of random podcast. <laughs> um, you know, this is where we excel. We can't remember true. what time it is, <laughs> what episode <laughs> it's at. Uh, who's that? Welcome what? to season what six. These side, what these side characters <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um, next week, I think we're going to do another special and then we will be back to our episodes with homecoming. Um, so keep joining us every Sunday night and I'll see you next week. Stop you from becoming popular. Lar.